Hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just, just a fact. Someone else. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm Sarah, aka uh, shit. I I had him. Oh yeah. Uh, my uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh boy. I I'm a non-threatening CEO of Amazon. Boy, come talk to me on Skype. Talk to me on Skype about your problems. <laughs> what do you think about this unlabeled image of my cock? I sent it to you titled I sent it to you titled Amazon.png. Are you surprised by its girth? I apologize. How rude of me. <laughs> hey, I, I'm Matt, also known as Doug Norded. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Matt. <laughs> Uh, I'm Roy, a.k.a. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remove the state of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with the other, uh, the, the way more obvious drill tweet there, but I respect it. <laughs> well, you know, I, when you're uh, living under the rule of, like, four racist, embarrassing uncles, um, what can you do? I am Eden, uh, and before I say my nickname, I'd like to ask you all a question. Uh, what would you call a professional wrestler who was trying to scam a federal agency? A pro wrestler trying to scam a federal agency. Grifts McElroy. No. <laughs> no, what? No. No, I, I think... I, think I, I got nothing. I think you'd call him Con FEMA. <laughs> That's I really my don't like it. Day, folks. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's a John Cena, but he's like tricking oh. the federal agency of FEMA. So he's con well, see, FEMA. The problem is that you didn't follow it with do 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 <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> the thing about John Cena's theme song is that it fucking slaps. That's the thing with it. It really yeah. does. <laughs> Have you ever read the lyrics to uh, My Ti- Your Time Is Now? Yeah, hold on, I've got them right here. It's, you can't see me, my time is now. 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 Then the verse goes, uh, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) To see a wrestling match. (laughs) No, but you know that noise he makes at the beginning of all of his verses where it's like, like that? Yeah. You know he's shouting, you know he's shouting, dude, really loud? I'm not fucking okay. kidding. Okay. Anyway, I'm not hey. buying it. What's up, friends? I'm here. I'm Matt, and I haven't been on the podcast since like August. It's Matt. I'm, Matt's alive. I'm exist. <laughs> I I took a half day because work is weird, so I was very very bored and didn't want to be at work anymore. And so instead, I'm on a podcast, ready to talk it's- about dicks. Oh, do we have to start with that? We don't have to start with that. We can I mean, just leave that as we can leave that as a tantalizing morsel for people to slurp down later in the podcast. 
Oof. I'm gonna oh. need you to just like go back and like live at like just right now. Can you just eternal sunshine me and just like get the fact that you've just said that out of my head forever, please? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's been waiting for like four months to be able to say something like this, so I'm I'm willing to give him this. Folks, you get one. <laughs> folks, I got folks. a big I got a big fucking mug of chamomile tea, and I refuse to fucking log off. You ever log off? <laughs> no, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I've never logged off in my fucking life. Anybody in this thread log off? Not since I was in college, no. No, that's why we all have a podcast. Oh, God. What What was this week? So, the big story out of this week is that um, everyone in Virginia, has, everyone who has ever served an office in Virginia has done a, bl- a funny blackface at some point. Um, so, we are still trying to figure out where the line of secession goes at this point, and I think it's to the town hall janitor. I'm pretty sure it just goes right to actual Kiefer Sutherland at this point. (laughs) I think Roy, I think Roy is just the president of Virginia now. (laughs) Yeah. Roy, have you done blackface? You're legally required to tell us. I, I can tell you with certainty I have not done blackface. Um, Uh, So I've at least got that going for me. I am a dumbass though. You, well, yeah, but you haven't done blackface. So. Have not done blackface. the prevailing story out of this week was, uh, what was it, Friday night? The governor of Virginia... Well, Roy, I'll let you take this, because you yeah. fucking live in Virginia. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have a lot of... Uh, oh, God, so I've been living in hell for a week. Um, so <laughs> Just a week? J- it, mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't mind me going back, because there's like some... Deep Virginia deep lore. lore here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, go go back and give me oh. the full Kingdom Hearts timeline of this. Yeah. This starts in 2017, right? Yeah, so all this starts in 2017, back in the, the 2017 Vampire Years election. Um, <laughs> so, 2017, like, we had some good stuff happen, right? Mostly in the House of Delegates, which is, like, Virginia's House of Representatives. It just has a different name because it does. Um... Uh, but we had some good shit happen. We got Danica Roman there, who's like, a, who's a trans woman. We got Lee Carter. Um, uh, we had Chris Hurst, who's, um, uh, he had been uh, a journalist and he was, uh, he had been dating the, one of the women who had gotten murdered on TV a few years ago. And he actually beat out like an NRA sponsored guy. So that's really cool. Um, so we had some good stuff happen that election, but we also had, um, like a lot of gerrymandering and misinformation going on that we had to deal with. And then we had, um, fun, cool incident, um, that I'm going to sum up as, um, you know, just kind of regular, normal, um, representative democracy. Um, so, uh, in the 94th district of the state, which is, um, in part of Newport news, which is about, an hour, less than an hour north of me. Um, um, they were, you know, their seat in the House of Delegates was up for election, and they had a Republican named David Yancey and a Democrat named Shelley Simons. And so they ended up in a tie with like a 12 vote difference. So they do a recount. Then it goes down to 10 votes. Then they look into like some rejected absentee ballots and other stuff, and uh, they just kind of preliminarily say Yancey wins because cool. Um, then they do like another recount, um, and Simons ends up with a one vote lead. So when you have a vote that's that you know close, um, what they do 
um, which fits into just kind of what America is, is they basically pull one of their names out of a hat, um, which you gotta love. Um, and so very Yancey, normal. yeah, it's very normal. So David Yancey wins, and I hope you can hear the wind coming off of the air quotes that I'm doing here, um, into my microphone <laughs> directly. That. Whoa, Roy, I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feel that. Yeah. Reap the whirlwind. Um, uh, so, so I he, felt, I truly, I truly felt your divine sandstorm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> move. Um, your Darude sandstorm? Yeah, my Darude <laughs> sandstorm. Um, <laughs> So, so he wins allegedly, um, and that f- happens to flip the House of Delegates to majority Republican. Um, then well, in it, May, it, it, huh? he, did it, question: did it, did it did it flip the House or did it like keep it at majority Republican? Um, I. Shoot. It doesn't really. It doesn't really matter. I'm yeah, it doesn't really matter. But I. I know that like that. Either, put either it way, from, this was the this was the deciding factor that yeah. made it fifty one forty nine Republicans. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. it would have been fifty fifty. Yep. And then, but yeah. So go yeah. on. Yeah. So yeah, and this is gonna come back to haunt us. Um. So in May, it turns out that like some election local election officials um had fucked up and caused uh, almost thirty people to vote in the wrong district. And the majority of those people would have voted would have voted Democrat. And so if she had won, the House would have been 50-50, like we just said. Um, but they did that wrong, and we ended up with um, gotcha representative David Yancey. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just really got, yeah, that's a real one-star pull on that boy. Yeah, really, just kind of an end card. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, so that's, that that's happened. What, that's, what, that's what happens when you solo YOLO. That's what happens when you solo YOLO. You gotta save up. You can't just do that. Man, is, um, politi- is politics just fucking gachapon now? Is that, what we're, is that where we're at? It really, you know, we're at that point. Matt, Matt where have you been for the last... Well, okay, yeah, that's fair. Where have you been for the last year, though? <laughs> it's pay to play, baby. It has been for a very long time. I hate it. I want to die. So in the same election, um, we were also voting for governor. Um... And we had uh, old Ralphie Northam, who we're going to get to in a second. Um, and he was running against uh, Ed Gillespie, who was like a big Bush guy, super, you know, like helped put Alito in the Supreme Court. And who fucking cares? And had um, so much pubes. Just so much. He's a big Bush guy. <laughs> big Bush guy. Fairy, oh. you know, just kind of taking the weed whacker to that one. Um, <laughs> like in a scary movie. Like in a funny, scary movie. Which, as we know, picks up, um, <laughs> just like oh, dude, just dude. like the, just like Virginia doesn't. Um, but um, so they were running against each other. Ralph Northam, like, um, I guess there was like talk that he had been like um, sort of handpicked by our last governor, um, Terry McAuliffe, because he he was going to have to get out of office anyway because his term limit was almost up, but. Um, he, I guess, was also kind of thinking about running for president in 2020, but I don't know if that's going to happen anymore because, <laughs> um, but so funny Ralph Northam, uh, <laughs> went to, so he used to be a doctor before he was our governor and he actually went to the medical school he went to was like maybe a 20 minute drive from where I live. Um, and, in his funny medical school yearbook, um, he had done 
a cool blackface or a possible clan hood. Not really um, sure. It was it, the the picture. The picture depicted, uh, I believe, it was a Halloween costume of someone in a KKK hood uh, lynching someone in blackface, and uh, the governor was named in that picture, but it was not specified which one he was. So for a brief time, we didn't know which one was him. Yeah, and I really people aren't it. considering I, I really, the angle that he was in blackface under the under the code. KKK hood. Yes, <laughs> we aren't considering the possibility that he was both of them. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, he was like the Boss twins in the social network. <laughs> yeah, no, like he's just, there's, there's actually just one person in the photo, but he's moving back and forth really fast. <laughs> um, high speed, high speed vibration at the exact same uh, frequency that our eyes process at. <laughs> He was doing the thing where he's waving his hand in front of his face, and like when it goes down, it's in blackface, and then when he pulls it back up, it's in a hood. <laughs> I mean, the thing about American, the thing about American politics is it super doesn't have object permanence. So. <laughs> he's just fucking leaning in and out of like the hammer space behind a tree. On one side, he's in blackface. On the other side, he's in a clan hood. It's like it's it's like that shit of like you'll like see like a Blu-ray and like a DVD side by side, <laughs> except like it just like kind of the bar in the middle just kind of slides back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> the TV release and then the Blu-ray. It's like Schrodinger's racism, except like <laughs> both of them are racist. You just don't know which racism it is. If that isn't the episode title, two brothers stand in front of a in front of a door. Uh, one is wearing a clan hood and the other one is in blackface. Uh, which do and you... one can only tell lies and one can only tell the truth. <laughs> oh, God. A trolley is barreling uncontrolled down the tracks. On one side of the tracks, there's a guy in a clan hood. On the other side, there's a guy in blackface. God. <laughs> multi-track drifting yeah it's multi-track <laughs> drifting to me oh my god yeah, uh, a, a young man falls in love with the princess of a kingdom and as punishment the king decides to put him to give him a choice of two doors behind one is a man in black face behind the other is a man in the KKK hood oh god hey, can you, can you oh, think the of princess any is other things which one? two options uh, it's like Pokemon red and blue but it's Pokemon <laughs> black face or Pokemon <laughs> red <laughs> <laughs> Man, Pokemon Black and White three fucking went places. God. <laughs> Hold on, Neo, Neo. If you take the blue pill, you'll do blackface, and if you take the red pill, you'll <laughs> And you see just how deep the white rabbit hole goes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I think it's time to crack my my ceremonial podcast drink. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> oh god. Man, we have not had a bit to upload to the, to the YouTube in a little while. <laughs> anyway, Roy, I think you were telling a story about corruption politics. Was I? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, so we got the door with blackface behind it. We got the door with clan hood behind it. 
And then um, he's first. He says sorry. Oops, it's, I did it's that. Like, it's like in, it's like in Fire Emblem Fates. Whenever you've beaten both the Birthright and the uh, the Conquest campaign, it gives you the uh, the other the other one where you get to do like the middle path. Oh God, of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Gaming. Um. <laughs> so 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 right. The, the night that this came out, he was like, "Yes, I apologize for that. That was me." And then he said. Wait, actually, no, that wasn't me. I vehemently denied that I ever did blackface. Yeah, like the next yeah, morning, he was like, yeah, uh, actually, I'm not resigning. I'm not resigning as he slowly shrinks and turns into... I'm not on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, well, yeah. he consulted a PR firm between those two statements. Yeah. And they're like, uh, dude, you don't admit to doing blackface even if you did it. He was up all night to get PR. Um, <laughs> God. Um, and he had actually... Long in the summer. I don't... <laughs> I don't remember if this was before or after the photo came out, but he had also said something about like late term abortion that like got people super riled up. So he was like either already on thin ice with people or he was like digging the hole deeper for himself. But like, I mean, I don't want to get into that because I don't I'm not totally up to speed on it. Um, Late term abortion is just inherently a dog whistle, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um but, like, everybody right now is, like, you know, please, please, God, resign. Please, for the love of God. Um, and for a minute, um, people were saying, yeah, please resign. So then we can get the um, uh, lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax, in his place. Um, and that's when a third door opened up, and that has a sex pest on the other side. Because um, that happened, um, like, within a couple of days of the whole Ralph Northam thing happening. Um uh, Vanessa Taylor, is that her name? Vanessa Tyson, I think? Um, who is a professor, um, came out and said that, uh, Justin Fairfax had sexually assaulted her, um, back in At the Democratic National Convention in 2004. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, interestingly, this, uh, not really relevant, but I thought, I found it interesting, uh, same law firm that, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, uh, worked yep. with for the Kavanaugh hearings. Yep. Yep. Um, so that came out. Um, yep. Yep. Um, and it fucking sucks because like a lot of people were really stoked about Justin Fairfax. Um, like they were like, he's, you know, going to be one of the better politicians to come out of Virginia and nope. Um, instead. And then later that, and then later that day, uh, the governor was like, actually I did blackface, but not that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he my sa- God. Yeah. He said, yeah, actually I did blackface for a Michael Jackson costume, which is... And then, he almost, and then his wife had to stop him from moonwalking right. on stage. Yeah. Why? She is, a, she is a coward. She just robbed us of the perfect political moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you believe how fucking good that would have been? Oh, God. He, he said, he said mask voice, somebody stop me. And then his wife was like, okay, stop. <laughs> he started going, and then his wife had to hold him back from going, moking. So- <laughs> <laughs> god oh god and then uh our attorney general who's third in line for the throne of virginia comes out and says i also did blackface so and has he has he said whether or not he he isn't intending on resigning at this point um i don't think so i think if it seems like if anybody is um likely to resign it's him but um 
I don't think nobody's nobody's said that they're going to resign as of recording this. Like well, they're just they're doing blackface Spartacus the whole way down the line of succession. <laughs> God, like that's what's happening. Oh, I feel God. like I'm in, racist. Like, the late seventies, early eighties, there was like some sort of viral challenge in Virginia where like every teen teen just did blackface. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean the. Um, Virginia is like very central to like the daughters of the Confederacy, isn't mm-hmm. it? So they probably just started as as the same time that they were making all like the world's shittiest made Civil War statues of like racist Confederate generals. Like they just like started did a flash mob of blackface God. in the town square. So, so to, t- to tie this all back around, should all three of the people at the top resign, um, Governor? Uh, what the fuck's his name? Northam. Northam. Go if Governor Northam and Deputy Governor Fairfax and Attorney General uh, Mark Herring, Mar- Attorney Mark General Red Herring, Herring resign. Resi- if they all resign, the governorship of Virginia goes to the Speaker of the House of Delegates. Uh, so that would be the majority leader. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would be a Republican. Yep. Which the only reason that there is a, re- a Republican majority is because of David Yancey drawing lots. Yep. So no matter what happens, we're stuck with somebody none of us want for two years because every system we have in place to run elections is fucked. Men are a joke. Uh, this country has been in shambles since day one, and I'm personally glad to live as close to the co- as close to the coast as I do because the sooner the sea level rises, the sooner I and a couple million other Virginians will be done having to deal with this. Also, um, fun fact. The Speaker of the House uh, is a guy named Kirk Cox, and I looked him up, and in one of his previous uh, positions in the, I think the House of Delegates, uh, his predecessor had been a guy named Chip Dix. (laughs) So, just putting that on the table. Um, Welcome to Virginia. What was that article that was going around about the cop that had, like, been on security detail or something? The Virginia police sarge- sergeant who had been uh, who who had been assigned to monitor the protests related to Governor Northam. Oh yeah, he yeah he had yeah sergeant Sar- uh, police sergeant Robert Robert, uh, God, Robert I Stam, about that. Uh, Antifa came and was like, "Hey, this guy's a fucking white supremacist." Yeah, and, like posted a bunch of pictures of him in his like white supremacist tattoos. Yep. Has any everybody ever noticed how this kind of keeps happening? Almost like there's some sort of pattern here. There might be some kind of pattern. No, probably not. Probably fine. Anyways, so that's that's that was fun. How ethical? How ethical would it be for me to use the Patreon money to get out of this state? Honestly, the (laughs) most honestly the most ethical consumption under capitalism that I could possibly imagine. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like Um, obligated to stay here as like this the lone Southern representative on this podcast. Cause like, I know Patrick and Brooks are in Florida, but Florida's its own. Florida's its own deal. Yeah. yeah, Florida, plus, plus, yeah. plus Patrick is in upstate New York for like an 80% of the year. Yeah. They don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of blackface, uh, y'all see that Gucci did a blackface. Uh... Gucci did very much do a blackface. Yeah. Gucci, Gucci made like a, a, a turtleneck that had like a balaclava built into it. Um, wait, is it baklava or balaclava? I was it's balaclava. Baklava okay. is a Greek the, dessert. Yep. Right, that's, the, okay, yeah. Um, with a balaclava that, uh, covered your face and was just a plain black, t- t- like, balaclava with a red outline where your mouth went. 
You know, like a funny blackface? Hmm. It was actually just Jinx cosplay? Yeah, that's pretty much... It was Mr. Popo cosplay. <laughs> it was just It was just cosplay of the I'm firing my lasers guy. God. No. Jesus Christ. God. Is the spirit Halloween uh, Mr. Popo costume? I know. I know that Alex promised uh, that she's going to do some stuff related to fashion for the Patreon. Yes. So, like, keep yeah. an eye on our Patreon. Yeah, we're not going to go too stuff. in depth. We're, we're not because go well, too we don't really have anything else to say about it. Yeah, yeah like there's just like th- this is just like there's like a there's like a racism corner about like horrible racist things that happened this this month uh, <sighs> or this past week even. Um, so, uh, on, on that topic, um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson! So, in an interview, uh, that was part of his press tour for his upcoming film, Cold Pursuit, he talked about, uh, uh, it was an interview with, uh, what's the, what was the, it was the, starts with a V, I can't remember off the top of my head. Vanity uh, Fair? Vogue? Vanity Fair? Uh, Vogue? I'm not entirely sure. Can someone look it up? But anyways, so Liam Neeson uh, told a story about how maybe 20, 30 odd years ago when he returned to the States from overseas from a movie deal, uh, from a movie shooting or something. uh, No, sorry. It wasn't in the States. He returned home to find out that a friend of his, a close friend of his had been sexually assaulted by a black guy. And for the next two to three weeks after that, he would just kind of prowl around bars with a kosh, uh, kind of hoping for a black person, a black guy to give him a reason to kill them. Yeah, just was, a really extremely normal thing not only to do, but to admit. Yeah. To freely admit. I mean, who among us? What I've realized is that being rich just gives you a brain poison. I mean, we've all realized this. Yeah. But I feel like... Uh, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez... Was oh, yeah. it Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah, it was Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez said that... Um, she, Liam Neeson can't be racist because he, like, jammed his tongue down Viola Davis's throat in Widows. Yeah, just like, uh, just like Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was not a racist. Not even remotely. <laughs> mm. Um, but Ooh. so Liam Neeson just, uh, like, he was just kind of trying to do that, huh? He sure had something to say about something. I'm yeah, just, like, and trying to imagine, to... how the fuck did this come up? What, like, how even? How they, in the goddamn? Yeah. There was just, there was just, they were just kind of talking about, because <laughs> Cold Pursuit is a film about revenge, and so the interviewer, like, prompted him about revenge, and, like, my question for the interviewer is, is just, like, I get kind of being dumbfounded by that, but also, like, I feel like that just, like, that is, like, just a dead stop in the interview. Like, that's just, like, a, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? That's where you're just like, okay, bye, and then you walk out of the interview studio, and then onto the street, and then you just keep walking until you reach the ocean, and then you walk into the ocean. (laughs) You ever seen the first 20 minutes of the movie of Miami Vice? It's like the opposite of the opening of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Whereas instead of coming out of the ocean (laughs) and saying a single word, you say another single word, which is bye, and then you go into the ocean. (laughs) And then you get crushed by a giant foot. Monty Python's good. <laughs> uh, uh, I wish Liam Neeson would get crushed by a giant foot. <laughs> Same, but uh, in a sexual way. <laughs> Wait, like a, like a big... Are you, are, you, are you saying that you want to get crushed by a foot in a sexual way, or you want Liam Neeson to get crushed I want by Liam a foot Neeson, in a Neeson to be crushed by Nancy Pelosi's giant foot. Oh! Mm. Uh, uh, 
so, you see, yeah, the State of the Union happened this week, uh, this past Tuesday. <laughs> that was my transition. Speaking of, uh, speaking of which, you picked uh, the worst one. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Dr. President Trump uh, gave his extremely epic speech uh, about bipartisanism. Uh, and also he did a Nixon, he did like a Nixon thing of just like, there cannot be collaboration with all these investigations and shit. Like, that's almost exactly what he said. Um, and uh, Pelosi did like something that looked like a really sarcastic clap, but like she clarified in an interview, she was like, oh no, that was completely authentic. That's just how I clap. And like, I believe It's just it. she's she's rich and just doesn't know how to give like... Like, applause is, like, a, a gesture of gratitude, and she just doesn't know how to do that, because she's rich. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, God, I don't even remember anything about the State of the Union, because it was just so much fucking garbage bullshit. Uh, fucking, I do remember, I do remember a fun headline about how, about him, uh, 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 uh about him talking about, uh, HIV in the, in the, in the, in the, Oh, yeah, yeah, he said he was going to end it, because... He's going to end HIV, and then the next day the Department of Justice uh, started putting some paperwork into effect that would uh, ban, uh, what was, supervised uh, needle areas? Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. Which are used to prevent... Because the thing is, the the argument there is that those encourage drug use, and the thing is, like, people are going to do injection-based drugs no matter what, and they're... they're, it's 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 like it's like the it's like the whole it's like the sex ed argument. Like teens are going to fuck, and the question is, are the teens going to fuck with a condom or are the teens going to fuck without one? Like, yeah, pe- people, people are- get really uppity about safe injection sites. Like, it's a huge talking point in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it is everywhere, but like in our city in particular, where me and Eden both currently live, mm-hmm. um, there's a needle exchange downtown. Um, that also does like, um, they do harm reduction stuff, but it's not a safe injection site as far as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And people are super against making it a safe injection site, but then in the same breath, we'll complain about like needle disposal bins being places like they'll complain about the needles being places, but then they'll also complain about needle disposal bins being places. They'd rather that the problem just, you know, magically wished itself away. Oh yeah. People get constantly just incredibly mad like also i'm in a group for politics like in this like local politics in the city and there's constantly people just like posting photos of needle exchanges and stuff and be like why do we have this in the city it's making people do drugs near kids or whatever and it's like it's it's actually been like genuinely studied and shown that they actually make it less likely that people are going to stay on those drugs who gives them a place to kind of you know take their stuff it may it actually makes the problem better and yet for some reason people refuse to accept that and just get yeah. extremely angry all the time yeah i mean it's that's true of like any harm reduction that's just how it goes whenever yeah. there's that it's, it's any kind of harm reduction is always seen as encouraging the problem Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is extremely not how it works because it turns out that when you treat people like human beings uh they tend to improve yeah. Yeah. Who did that uh, get? But um uh Pelosi is just doing everything that she can to make herself as unlikable as possible between uh like that the the correct response the correct thing to do there in that is just to not clap. Like the Democrats just should not have been clapping whatsoever. 
Like, and that's a thing you can do because fucking AOC did it. AOC Shout did out to number one poster, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, uh, she had a... She had a very good five-minute uh, video clip that she posted on her Twitter a couple of times. Now this uh, also tweeted it. Uh, you should go seek it out. It's her kind of just like talking about exactly the broken ways in which our yeah. government works. Which I love you already, you probably half, the times, know, but. half the times you'd look at her in the audience, she'd be stone-faced. And then yeah. the other half of the time, she's just openly talking to other people nearby because she just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but so uh, even if Pelosi had managed to ride like the... Like, even if she had tried, like, she didn't even try and lean into it, and she was just like, oh, no, that clap was legitimate. I just kind of did it weirdly. I, and, But, like, people are still just going to be like, oh, yeah, Pelosi epically owns Mr. Donald Dr- Donald Drump. And she grew, she grew and- to 50 feet tall and crushed her beneath, beneath, his, beneath her Louboutin heels. Okay, yeah. Matt, if you make a joke about that one more time, it officially <laughs> becomes a thing you're into in real life. Just, just letting you know in advance. It's like the people who joke too much about Vore. Yeah. Like it's this is going to be your Justin McElroy eating the banana moment God. where it's just going to permanently kind of soil your brand with giant test fetish. Uh, just Beetlejuice it into existence. <laughs> oh. But um yeah, so State of the Union bad, uh Pelosi bad. She also decided to like uh, just kind of like denigrate uh, Ocasio Cortez's New Deal, or not New Deal, sorry, Green New Deal. Yeah. Um, and she just called it like, uh, well, she called it like she a called green it the Green New Dream. Dream. The Green New Dream, which um, I also love Game of Thrones, Nancy. So I stand. The thing is, like, the New Deal is one of the most popular pieces of political action of like the last hundred years. Yeah. Like it was um, a hugely influential program. So, like, uh, she very knows what it is and is doing this on purpose. Yeah. Um, I also found it uh, a little bit funny. This had to be pointed out to me. Obviously, like, Pelosi didn't mean to reference this, but it was just kind of on the nose a little bit. Um, uh, the Green Dream is also the name of a uh, a key item in a side in a in a quest in Chrono Trigger, in which you are, uh, I believe it is after uh, the deforestation of a lush forest. Folks. Uh, I call it chronic trigger because it's about smoking weed. Yep. Nice. Anyways, I, call- I, thought, I thought that was I thought that was quaint and a little bit on the nose. <laughs> but like we we have we have been experiencing these stories of environmental destruction for our entire lives, and it's just kind of a thing that we have grown up with that like non millennials did not experience on their way up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if you want to just like experience hell on earth for a little bit, go on Twitter and search the words Nancy Khaleesi. Mm. Just, I won't oh, do that. Let's just, I'm going to do that right now and read off some of them to make up for the fact that Matt wouldn't stop talking about his foot fetish. <laughs> uh, excuse me. It's a giant ass fetish. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's both. I definitely saw a uh, Photoshop that had her uh, like... Looking like it was made out of stained glass, and it says "Patron Saint of Shade," and it made my skin fall off. <sighs> Why did white people have to learn the word "shade"? Why did well, white see, people see Eden? The thing is that uh, Nancy Khaleesi on Twitter is polluted because your Twitter hand, your Twitter name right now is Nancy Khaleesi. <laughs> oh, God damn it! I'm hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I should have I should have remained uh 
John Redgren okay. for one more day. <laughs> here's here's a good one. Uh, the in the inimitable Nancy, our Khaleesi, really showed how clapping can convey disdain, disapproval, and disgust. Hashtag Queen of White Dragons. Queen of White yep. Dragons. All right, here's one. Blue eyes, white. Hold on, hold on. Nancy Pelosi of the House D'Alessandro, first of her name, the White Blazard, Speaker of the House of Representatives, Khaleesi of the Concrete Sea, Breaker of Trumps, and Mother of Congress. Hashtag, yeah, I did that. Um, also, also a fun thing about the State of the Union is, uh, there just a couple of times a USA chance broke out randomly. Yeah. Which is like, hey, not to reference 4chan, but like, do y'all remember those old 4chan memes about how the only things that Americans love to do is eat cheeseburgers and chant USA? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not incorrect because I do love to eat a cheeseburger. It just reminds me of the Xavier Renegade Angel bit where he distracts people sports, in a sporting sports, goods sports, store. Sports, <laughs> sports. <laughs> Xavier, Renegade, Xavier Renegade Angel is so fucking good. It's one of the best shows that's Suck ever happened. Like a dash, call 555 and win some cash. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fever dream of a television show and I love it so much. Yeah. Anyways, folks, I call it the state of the onion because it stinks and makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh but yeah she was agreeing with trump when she clapped so uh i, I just very much I, I very much appreciate the fact that even with that fact in mind uh every twitter liberal is still going to use that gift to yeah. uh, epically own him and what's the opposite oh, of oh, a hold, clap on, back? hold on uh i i've got a text um oh good news enough people use the gif and trump resigned <laughs> oh somebody here's replied to the hill saying Hashtag Nancy Khaleesi has told you repeatedly no Trump penis monument, a.k.a. wall. And if he declares an emergency over it, that will really be the end of his presidency on abuse of power. So go for it, honey. The wall is his penis monument? Apparently. It's it's in like quotation marks too. Like she actually said, "No Trump penis monument." Open parentheses. He has a, wall. He has a horizontal <laughs> penis. Um, no, 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 no. He's You're, just got the widest no, no, showed. Roy, you, mis- <laughs> you Roy, no, you misunderstand. The, Trump's penis is like a fine tooth comb. <laughs> like it's just got a lot of little like things sticking out. Like some fine like. It looks like it prehen- looks like, it's prehensile it, cilia. Uh, I, oh, I, I was it. gonna I was gonna say more like like some some memory you would put in a computer, but Matt, yours was way worse. <laughs> Thanks, that's what I'm here for. Oh God! Wait, would, wait, wait hold on. You, if, that, if this is true, could we call his dick uh, the wall along his southern border? Oh. Okay. I don't like it. No. I fucking hate it. But you know what? <laughs> hey, speaking of dicks, he's got uh, a Jeff fat Bezos. Dick, Jeff Be- yeah, Jeff Bezos is fat hog. Ooh, Je- Jeff Bezos is one point six billion dollar dick. Jeff Jeff Bezos statistically is- speaking by average dick size and his net worth. Testicularly speaking, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is massive throbbing member. Uh, Let's just in time. So, yeah, just in national- time for the pin- Just in time for the pinching emoji to reach the the masses. <laughs> Jeff Bezos' um, dick pics are out there. Yeah, Jeff just Bezos in time to reach the masts. Jeff Bezos, the man who owns a newspaper, uh, decided to publish on Medium, the website where anyone can post an article, including me. You should go read my Medium article if you ask me. Uh, but he decided to post an article on Medium uh, exposing the National Enquirer for trying to blackmail him for about his dick pics. 
Wait, does he now, confess the thing to is, having them? The thing is, blackmailing people over their nudes and, like, revenge porn and stuff, that's never cool. Unless the person in question is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if someone did it to Twitter Jack as well. Yeah, that's I fair, feel but... like it's just, like, being a male billionaire might be about <laughs> George Soros dick pic controversy. Henry Kissinger dick pic. <laughs> that's just a pile of dust on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Jeff Bezos' post, by the way, was titled No Thank You, Mr. Pecker <laughs> Actually, I feel like Henry Kissinger's dick Like, he's just kind of like Gelatinous ooze below the neck And so it just kind of emerges And submerges into his body Coming out of kind of random Oh, spot. Henry Kissinger has a cloaca <laughs> I would think that he w- it would be like More like the texture of beef jerky I'm picturing like the waddle on a turkey's neck <laughs> That's I'm just nuts. Pic- I'm just picturing one of those like bite-sized slim jims, <laughs> pointing it's at a- the wa- pointing at the wobble on the turkey's neck. That's the turkey's dick. Uh. <laughs> so wait, you're you're saying that Kissinger is a Balchinian? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's Balchinian. Um, so I just want to he's Sugandis. Uh, so so. Here's some descriptors of uh, Jeff Bezos' dick pics. Uh, A shirtless Mr. Bezos holding his phone in his left hand while wearing his wedding ring. He's wearing either tight black cargo pants or shorts, and his semi-erect manhood is penetrating the zipper of said garment. So he doesn't even take good dick pics is what you're saying. No, I mean, Matt, have you ever met a man who takes good dick pics? It's a very rare skill. Like, but only, very few only, have managed it. The only people I know who can take good dick pics are, like, some professional male porn actors and women. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, no, most good dick pics are taken by someone else. It's rare that you'll get a good selfie, because the angle's just not good. No, 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 I'm saying, like, I'm saying I'm talking about dick selfies here. The only the only people who are good at it are a, a couple of male por- a couple of cis male porn actors and women. <laughs> you're valid, you're valid. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying. You're right. I take good dick pics. I take the rare good dick pic. Rate my dick pics. I used to follow a, I used to follow a Tumblr that was like that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds like old timey Tumblr. Yep. Wow, this website really sounds like it sucked. Like every time I hear about it. (laughs) Tumblr was never good as the thing, (laughs) but it's less bad than it was before. Oh, anyway, so Jeff Bezos' dick is out there, so uh, be warned, you'll probably, by the time you by the time you hear this episode, his dick will almost certainly have been circulated all over Twitter. Well, I mean, so. in the picture, his dick was already out there. Hey. Nice. Hey. Nice. Anyway, the ultimate power move that he should uh, consider is just printing his dick pic on the front of the Washington Post. I thought you were <laughs> going to say printing it on the every uh, Amazon shipping box that you get. Yeah, instead of the, the like the little like arrow from A and Z, it's just like his penis. Yeah, yeah. You just remember how? Box. You remember how Apple put that U two album on everyone's phone? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone's computer connected Amazon Alexa just immediately loads the dick pic onto their computer screen. <laughs> The next time you open the Amazon app, it'll just be front and center. <laughs> and and, and, and your, phone, your phone will say out loud in Jeff Bezos' voice, hello there, alive girl. God. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, fucking, uh, next time you order something from Amazon, it will come prepackaged with Polaroids of his dick pics. 
Oh man. Um, Commemorative Jeff Bezos dick pic box. Uh, <laughs> dude, those things will sell for so much also on Amazon. <laughs> You're going to put the box in another box. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the, la- the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into some Canada stuff that I really don't know anything about. Uh, so 21 Savage, this story just kind of fucking sucks. Um, yeah. ICE deported 21 Savage, or they're they're trying to they're trying to currently deport 21 Savage. I think yeah. I don't know if he's actually been deported at this point. Uh, 21 Savage, if you don't know, is like a really popular rapper. I liked his latest album a lot. Uh, I am greater than I was as a very good album. I would recommend it here. Um, but fucking, they claimed that he was an illegal immigrant who overstayed on a visa from the UK back in like 2007. And they just kind of knew that this whole time, but the only time that they decided to actually move on it is when he was uh, talking openly about how bad ICE is. And they were like, oh yeah, buddy, watch this. And they were like, fucking... Watch us literally prove it for everyone. Yeah. Um, So the the truth, uh, uh, apparently the fact that uh, 21 Savage was not... uh, Apparently the fact that 21 Savage is actually from the UK, uh, that was not a well-known fact. Uh, But he did come here... Legally, I if I'm not mistaken, his his immigration process was uh was legal, uh and then he went back to the UK on a visa or something like it it was just like extremely misrepresent mis uh, yeah well I've I've heard a lot of conflicting stories about it because I'd heard one pe- one group say that he was actually from like one of their like uh, Caribbean territories or something originally and I don't think that ended up being true so I, I think it's kind of been all over the place and no one fully knows what the story is but either way like it's clearly just a hit piece yeah like, at the at, no matter what it was it's a hit piece even if he came here fully illegally as a teenager it's not like he fucking had money or choices at that point because like what the fuck is he supposed to do yeah yeah like how old is he that he was... moved from the streets of one place to the streets of another place yeah He's lived in Atlanta for, like, 15 years at least. Yeah. Okay, also, can we agree that nobody makes, like, one of those lame unit conversion jokes? Like, on this podcast? About oh, what? Yeah. oh, like, people making jokes about them being 21 savages? Nope, somebody will make posts like, hey, I guess now he's 48 savage because he's in metric now or whatever. And, like, all those jokes suck. And I've only seen a few of those, and them. none of them were good. No, they're all and bad. They're, they're, yeah. As yeah, someone who has a recurring, who had a recurring bit on this show where he would just say two words that everyone hated to hear, um, I'm an expert on jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got to talk about Canada now because there's no fucking way I was being on this episode without talking about Canada a little bit. Although, Eden, you want to take point on one of these? Because I feel like you know at least something about at least one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um fucking doug ford we talked about this on a previous episode that i was on but it's uh happening even more now uh yeah essentially doug ford has said that he is going to m- massively slash sort of the uh well uh what was it 10 percent off of tuition if i remember correctly yes 10 percent off of tuition fees which sounds good at first but he's not providing any way for universities to make that funding up and so with no. the result, there's just going to be tons of programs that are going to be cut down. Like I know it at my university, there's several clubs that I am a member of and even some that I sit on boards on that are currently fending for their lives now. Yep. And it's also 
as a result, he's removed the grace period of six months before your loans start accumulating interest mm-hmm. for, um, uh, from payback as well. So now you have to basically immediately start paying your loans back. Or sorry, no, you don't have to immediately start paying the loans back, but the interest does start accumulating, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, I mean the the grace period was all the grace period was also on payments, so you might have to start paying sooner. Oh, that's true. Because I only I only started paying mine in the November afterwards, so I assume that that was the bit as well. I I've seen some stuff conflicting about <laughs> it, saying really this doesn't increase the amount of money you have to pay too much. But I've also heard then after to the person who said that a whole lot of other replies, basically telling them to shut the fuck up. So yeah. it might actually that's probably not true. And yeah, um, the ten percent tuition cut was basically offset entirely by the fact that all all low income funding for universities got slashed. So like uh, low income student grants, there was like low income free tuition that was used by like something like sixty percent of the province because Jesus. a lot of the people who want to go to school can't afford to, and they cut all of that. So like this is disproportionately affecting marginalized and uh, low-income students. And then, of course, there was um, the way to offset fees, which was um, essentially making it so that you could opt out of certain parts of your university's fee structure. And what that's done is put a lot of programs on the chopping block that rely on that funding. Um, and like Laurentian, I think someone had told me that they're, the total fee, the total like auxiliary fee structure for Laurentian is like something like $125, like fuck all. And like $10 of that goes to the radio station and like $10 of that goes to the student newspaper. And then they go to other things, go to like academic support programs. Some of it goes to the bus, uh, the bus pass that students all get. And essentially they're going like arbitration as a province to decide which of these are vital services and things like student support aren't like immediately declared vital services. Like student mental health services haven't been declared immediate vital resources. And like, obviously when you're considering those things, things like campus radio stations aren't really considered vital, but I definitely would think that they are vital in several of the communities in which they are. And that's not just because I was on the board of one of them. Like they're just like really good cultural hubs. Oh yeah. Uh, Speaking of people. uh, Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of local radio stations. Yeah. I know for a fact that the one at the university I'm at now is on its last legs because of the, because of the potential cuts and we're really sort of crossing our fingers about whether or not we're going to be continuing to broadcast into next year. Yeah. Because like I was also, I was previously on the board of this same radio station and not to like be fully airing board business. I'm just going to say a brief thing, which is that the $10 ahead fee that the radio station collects was from 1983. Jesus Christ. And it has not increased since then, despite inflation making that worthless. So, like, the the station has been pretty low on funds for ages, and now is basically just going to be destroyed if they can't figure out a way around this. Which is a shame, because it's a really, really good place to to work like i've i'd volunteered there for like five years now it's an amazing station and it does a lot of events around the city it does fundraising for like other things as well as itself and uh the campus radio station environment has been like the reason why i do what i do it's the reason this podcast exists in a roundabout way because it's what got me excited about radio in the first place and then you know podcasting came out of that god 
Yeah. I'm... And uh, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about the other Doug Ford thing, in, which is in private meetings with fucking insurance ghouls. Um, <laughs> they're trying to turn Ontario's pri- uh, public health care system into a two-tier private system. So like the the thing we got going for us, you know, the healthcare that's pretty good. Um, it's just gonna get uh, turned into fast lanes for rich people. Yeah, I was uh, reading over the bill actually recently for my radio show on the station we just talked about and one of the biggest issues with it is that it creates an oversight agency run by the government with absolutely no checks as far as i can tell it just has the power to move and reorganize healthcare services across the entire province including massive amalgamations with absolutely no checks on its abilities and they're already (laughs) trying to move uh i believe uh mammogram clinics out of Sudbury, which would move them basically away from the entire north of Ontario. Yeah. And they've also tried to move, uh, I mean, God, skincare clinics are only in Richmond Hill right now. Like, and this is for like, yep. like important dermatological stuff, dermatological stuff. And just for context for American and viewers from elsewhere, that means that I think about 80% of the province doesn't have any dermatology support at all for like skin cancer yeah and like uh fertility clinics and uh related healthcare only recently got a clinic opened in Sudbury and that could easily just be shuttered and moved back down south again uh whereas previously the closest is Aurelia which is three hours away and Sudbury is already kind of like an an amalgamation mess because um, noted fans of small government Ontario conservatives uh, totally just love amalgamating things for no fucking reason, and it never ends up as a net positive for any of the outlying communities that get forced in. Like, Sudbury used to have a bunch of hospitals, and now we have one hospital that is massively overcrowded at all times, uh, because they were basically forced into amalgamation after the city amalgamation. What I love is too is that the space that the old hospital is on just hasn't been used for anything so we just get yep. like this ghostly empty hospital that just sits there decaying. Yeah, the hospital that I was literally born in is an abandoned building oh that just God. sits at the edge of a park and is has nothing done with it because they decided to sell it to some shitty developers who don't want to develop it because it's not profitable enough despite the fact that it's so close to downtown that it would make literally perfect low income housing like, it's in the absolute perfect location to be low-income housing. And they decided to sell it to some grifters instead who just shuttered the property. And they do the thing where they put someone uh, to go survey it, like, every six months so it's not considered a derelict property. All you have to do is have one work person on site within a six-month period. So they just send a guy on just to walk around a bit and then walk away. Hey, is it... Do they sell it to the arena grifters, or is it a different... No, no, a, a different set of grifters. Okay. The Sudbury has a lot of grifters. Um, you might learn from hearing us talk about Sudbury fucking at all. But yeah, the the great the great thing about uh, Canadian provincial politics is that provinces have complete unchecked power over municipalities, and municipalities actually have no control over their own like borders and organizational structures. So the province can just swoop in at any time and say, "Take over the Toronto Transit Commission," which is the thing they're doing. Um, and the move will probably be eventually to privatize it. The The Toronto Transit Commission, which, which desperately needs funding at all times and relies 75% on user fees to actually run, which is the highest of any North American city. 
Jesus Christ. So that's Ontario. I'm mad. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah. I could have. I might have guessed. I just, I feel like anytime you guys start, you know, any, any, any of our Canadian hosts start talking about things that are going on, uh, I feel like it could start out with what Eden said at the beginning with fucking Doug Ford. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah. And like, he's like, the conservatives could potentially win the next election, the next federal election as well. Um, because our politics is a nightmare zone, but we can get into that another time because I'm already mad enough at this point before I start getting into like how bad our party system is, even as a not two party system. Yeah. Let's just, I'll just, I'll end it. I'll end it with a quick, we should have done the electoral reform that we were promised. <laughs> yeah. Gotta save some of that internet mad for the internet. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to log off and not go to work to, to tomorrow because I've come down with a severe case of yeah. internet mad. <laughs> <sighs> I, uh, I thought I was gonna be the first person to reference that on the podcast, but <laughs> I was not. Thank you, Roy, um, for the evergreen tweet. <laughs> the evergreen and possibly my favorite tweet of all time, Roy. Wait, thank you Every for the I ever see... uh, thank you for the ever red mad and nude Every... tweet. <laughs> Every time I see it start going around, oh man, I'm gonna, you know, just just put it on my grave. It's fine. That's my <laughs> legacy. I'm good with it. The deceased, the deceased, Roy, the deceased is Roy Fuck Warlock, and given the autopsy, they appear to have died of a terminal case of internet mad. Yeah. <laughs> it will happen. Mark my words. Um, Last thing, I guess, uh, of a shout-out, I guess, before we go uh, into Lightbringers. Uh, don't send your DNA to any of those heritage places. Family Tree DNA uh, gave the FBI access to its database, so these companies are just giving away your secrets. They're not even turning a profit off of them. So don't send your DNA to them, because the FBI is going to be like, oh, okay, this, this, this motherfucker has... I, I don't even know what they're doing with this data. I was going to make a joke, but like, I don't... Any joke I made might, was going to be like too outlandish, but also possibly just like true. So don't send, don't send your DNA to 23andMe. Don't send your DNA to Ancestry. Don't just fucking don't. The thing about me sending my DNA anywhere is that like several generations of my family, I mean, every generation before me on my dad's side is from East Africa and like Northwest India. They don't got fucking shit on those records. Like, yeah. it's just going to be a complete crapshoot. And that's what it is for the vast majority of people who aren't from, like, Northwestern Europe. Like, it's a yeah. it's a grift. People, yeah. there was two identical twins that submitted their DNA to, like, six different places, and none of them had them even matching. Like, it's, yeah. it's guesswork. It's fucking yep. garbage. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're here from, uh, like, you can be French, Spanish, Italian, or Indian. Are like or African, like any of like, like they they have like entire the the, the, fa the, the famous Sorry. monolith of African. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this just reminded me of of an old like it wasn't twenty three and me, but it was like a basic. It was basically twenty three and me, um, because one night Andrea and I were watching something on Hulu and we didn't have ad blocker on, um, and one of the ads that came up was just this woman who was like, I did a fucking DNA test and they said that I was from. This part of Italy, the the sexy heel of the boot, and like she said, the sexy heel <laughs> was that oh, like the Matt, <laughs> like <laughs> like like the sexy heel of Nancy Pelosi's giant shoe. All right, there you so go. That's so three. Matt's got a giant test fetish now. 
So we're going to move into Lightbringers now, and I have two. Um, so I, I normally don't bring two, but one of them is extremely small, but it's giving me so much joy. Um, what The first one is just an, a vine, and it is a vine of a basset hound with a cowboy hat on its head, and then uh, fucking Big Iron by Marty Robbins, you know, with the big iron on his head. <laughs> that song plays, and then it, that's the vine. And it just, it makes me giggle every time. It's just a really good video. Um... <laughs> My other recommendation this week is uh, Oral Knotts' uh, Star Wars uh, videos. Um, if you are at all familiar with the concept of like abridged anime, where the people would like re-edit uh, and redub anime, it's like that. But Star Wars, way longer and like way funnier. Um, I watched the first four of six episodes that are currently out with my girlfriend and her roommate last night. Er, last night. Uh, and I was just crying laughing. It was some of the funniest shit. I... That does sound very good. <laughs> yeah, um, my personal favorite is that C-3PO is, uh, has been redubbed as Creepio, and he is a robot that baby Anakin created and promised a flesh body, and now his entire goal is to just become flesh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I have. I, I also kind of have two, because I just had two things I wanted to talk about, but then I couldn't decide which one to be my Lightbringer. Um... The first one is Salad Fingers 11 because yes. there's a new Salad Fingers video and I was literally uh. just reminded of it because um, Sarah said the phrase of promised a flesh body and that <laughs> does relate to the new episode of Salad Fingers. I feel like just, uh, I don't know if anyone else listens to the the very good podcast of Flash in the Pan, um, which is a podcast about old Flash videos and oh it's God. very good and I highly recommend it. Um but they they said on that show it's just like David Firth has such a like a, a talent for creating dread, yeah, and yeah. just like a feeling of like just complete discomfort. Like he's able to transmit discomfort through the screen in a way that I don't think anyone's really managed as well as he has. Like I, it's not even like horror; it's just discomfort. Yeah, there's, there's just something so viscerally wrong with everything he's doing. <laughs> And I'm glad that he gets like paid gigs doing it, and that this this episode was like supported by like a bunch of people who have him on who uh, donate to him on Patreon now. Mm-hmm. And that was very good to see. Um, and the re- other reason I want to have two is because like I'm never on this fucking show, so <laughs> I never have a chance to talk about shit. Uh, number two, um, I don't know if anyone else listens to the very good podcast of Ghost Puncher Core, uh, which is a friend of Noise Space podcast, uh, which is. Nothing but queer women doing D and D. It what is man? really fucking good. It was also um, they had a a shout out on. I it was I think it was uh, the Adventure Zone. They did a they money zoned it. They did a uh, what's it called jumbotron for them. And uh, right now they're kind of in like an interlude period. And they did one where like a like an antagonist of like the the crew and also one of the main characters. Um, basically had like a meet cute with another one of the main characters both women of course and it was just so i i feel like it's some of the best role play i've ever heard <laughs> like the way that they they made this interaction work it doesn't really make sense if i try to explain what happens there but just the episode gave me a lot of warm fuzzies and i had to like 
go to their discord and tell them about how much I loved it afterwards. So I would very much recommend the good, um, the good podcast of ghost puncher core and especially the second newest episode. The newest episode is them in character doing a commentary over the super Mario bros movie, uh, <laughs> which I have not had a chance to listen to yet because I did not have the super Mario bros movie handy when I was on the bus earlier. So I'm saving it for probably tonight. I'm going to, my light bringer this week is a documentary. Um, and I had watched it, I guess some months ago and um, I remembered it yesterday and I was like, let me watch that again. Um, so, um, so it's called tickled. Um, and oh, God. oh, I know about this. one. Yeah. It, uh, if so, for those of you who don't know about it, it's about um, a uh, sort of a human interest kind of, you know, reporter from New Zealand uh, mm-hmm. finds out about uh, something called competitive endurance tickling. And he wants to do a story about it, but when he starts looking into it, it gets really, really weird and really creepy. It's so, it's so fucking good. Um, It's on, I know it's on Amazon Prime, but you can um, probably find it through other um, equally legal means. Um, But I know it's there, so it's very good. I like it. So, yeah. Eden, what do you got? (laughs) Oh, I do have one. I got the uh, the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff book in the mail. <laughs> Fuck, it's so goddamn good. Uh, the so first one or the new one? The new one. It's extremely good. Uh, it, it's it got Drill and Casey Green uh, working with Hussey on this one. And it's extremely funny and considerably less problematic than most of the, comment, uh, the comics on the actual website are. And I don't... The websites which are contained in the first book. Yes, I. Although, did, are all of them contained, or is it just like the first run until Homestuck? It's ended? almost all of them, um, and then almost every comic since was printed onto a single page in the new book. Oh my and god! It looks like shit. Um, <laughs> the only comic that they don't have is the one where uh, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff are sucking a dog's dick. Okay, Jesus. and I'm kind of glad that that's the case. Well, I told I told Andrew Hussey that I demand this in a poster size so I could put it up on my wall. Although I will say the sentence, my dude, will you stop sucking the dick of man's best Thank friend? Thank you for listening to Henry Kissinger's Just a fact. Uh, if you would like to find us, we are HKIPGTD everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, <laughs> Reddit. Thank you very much to Bisexual Punch Party for setting that up for us and maintaining that subreddit. Uh, we are also on Patreon. If you would like to support this dumb piece of shit podcast, please log on to patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. Uh, $1 a month gets you access to any and all bonus content we do, light bringers, post shows, <laughs> pre-shows, outtakes, extended interviews. Uh, 5 bucks a month gets your name right on the show and a special user status in the Discord. 10 bucks gets you an even more special user status in the Discord, your name right on the show. And also, you get to listen to the episode as we record it live. So, uh, on that note, thank you very much to... Romberg, Scout Shiro, Burgermeister, Fully Automated Luxury Gay Space Hellcat, Stephanie Ruff, Gibraltar X Mirage Sexy Fanfic, Pregnant Seinfeld, <laughs> David Besser, Oh Well What's This, Alex Schaup, Oingo Zumakua Boingo, Six Arm Sweater, Maximilian Rower, Tuster McGee, Crit the Books, Bryant, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Kadejo, Flo Siegel, Sophie, Destry Hawk, Single Payer Sonic Mpreg, PR the Disaster, George, <laughs> Homework Bush, Funeral City, 350 Billion Dead, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Surrey Jack, 
Non-Binary with Left B, Hank Hill's Hentai Hankering, Summergeist, <laughs> Helga K, Mr. Big the Cat, Harry Tomlinson, Dijon A's, Actual Socialist Elon the Musk, Feminine Murder Clown, <laughs> that's a new one, Benjamin Kingston Faria, Pedaz, Evan, Ollie Anders, and Ellen the Anarcho Lalandiest. Thank you very much for your support. I gotta say, uh, Hank Hill's hentai hankering is new to me, like, since the last time I've been on. And Do you I've not been wanting... listen to the podcast? No, no, I mean new to me as in, like, being on the show to actually say uh... thank you so much for giving that name. Because it has been a joy to listen to every time I listen to the podcast. Because I, I, unlike unlike some hosts, I actually do listen to this show when I'm not on. And I know that the person who I'm calling out won't hear this because he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> so fuck true. you, Sam. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me elsewhere, uh, I am on Twitter at SunHatGenia. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can also find me on Mastodon with that same handle. I'm on the uh, instance of snouts.online. You can also listen to uh, my other podcast, also hoisted on noisespace.xyz. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Those are Fear Baiting, which is my horror movie podcast, and The Wonder Yerks, which is mine and my two friends' Animorphs rereading and rewatching podcast. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitch sometimes where I'm streaming Tony Hawk's American Wasteland speedruns. And also, if you're going to be in Boston in like two weeks at the Anthony New England Furry Convention, uh, hit me up because I'm going to be there too. Woo! For, Woo. From like th- I'll, I'll be there from like Wednesday the 20th until uh, Sunday the 24th, I think. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, Eden, you're up. I am Eden. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TP underscore Albuquerque, which uh, I just stopped doing a bit where I was John from Garfield performing as Todd Rundgren. So I'm finally worth following again. And uh, also you can listen to the other podcast I do on Noise Space with a friend of the show, David, uh, called The Stick, where we talk about Homestar Runner. And we're going to be trying to record another episode next week. On, I think we're going to be recording around the 16th, so there should be a new one going up of that. It's a good podcast, and you should listen to it. And I think that's it. Hey, I also have a podcast with David now. It's called Tuning Fork, and it's about the the highs and lows of the Pitchfork music media machine. Our first episode is up, and it's about The Age of Odds by Sufjan Stevens and friend of the show, Stephanie of City Girls Make Do, and also of being my fucking girlfriend, is on that episode as well, and it's really good. Um, I'm Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattGCN, and don't try to find me anywhere else. It's illegal. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and I'm Roy. Um, I supposedly have another podcast, but it's been on hiatus for over a year, so who cares? Um, I am on Twitter at Fuck Warlock, and that's the only thing that matters to me. So, yeah, hit me up. Uh, all right, and uh, as always, thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off of the album Cold Hearted Town. Uh, slap City on that one. Um, and I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die Not a Threat. Just a Just fact. Just a fact. Just a fact. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori, everyone. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. You see you turn into a giant woman, a giant woman. All I want to be is someone who gets to see a giant woman. All I want to do is help you turn into a giant woman, a giant woman. All I want to be is someone who gets to see a 
a giant woman.